Hello and welcome to Maps Daily, where many days of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend having to do with the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Bobby Corella. I'm from Mavs Digital. We have a special episode for you today. Here in a second, I'm going to toss it to an interview that I did with longtime Mavericks player uh, and current scout, Eddie Nahra. Eddie has spent many years in Dallas throughout his basketball career, both as a player in two separate stints. Then he was a head coach uh, for the Texas Legends, the Mavs G League affiliate, and then he was an analyst for Fox Sports Southwest and is currently a scout for the team. So he's really seen the game from every angle and from every point of view, and that is much of what we talk about in this interview as well as kind of what kept him uh, in Dallas with this organization for so long. And, and he had a lot of really good stuff to say about the organization, the franchise, his time in Dallas, and also the current team and kind of how the future is very bright. So I really enjoyed the conversation. Big shout out to Eddie for joining me and hopefully you uh, will enjoy it as well. If you do, please feel free to leave a, uh, a kind review on your favorite podcast platform. Definitely be sure to follow uh, or subscribe, whatever your platform allows you to do, make sure you do that. Smash that button on Mavs Daily, and we will continue our player recap series later this week. Uh, so for now, enjoy the interview with Eddie, and uh, thank you for listening. From our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered, and it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves, in-season adjustments, and maybe even postseason glory, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. Soon as the podcast is over, head to dallasnews.com sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. Joining me now on Mavs Daily is longtime Mavericks player. He's a TV analyst. Now he's a scout with the team. He's also coached as well. He's done a little bit of everything. He is the great Eddie Nahara. Eddie, how's it going? It's good, man. A little bit of everything. You just said it. I'm Mexican. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we tend to do a bit of everything, which is, you know, it's our forte. But I'm doing great, Bobby. It's always good seeing you. Yeah, yeah. you're a basketball lifer in every sense of the word, man, going all the way back. Uh, so, so how is life? You know, fans, fans saw you a lot whenever you were uh, analyzing games on Fox Sports Southwest, but a couple years ago you made the move to come back to the Mavs, and since then you've been scouting. So how has that transition gone for you, and, and what is it like to see the game from that perspective now? Well, it's been kind of a, uh, an interesting journey after uh, my retirement. You know, I went into a coaching, uh, then – you know, migrated towards the Mavericks, scouting. Then they threw me into uh, TV. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't be happier. I mean, all these experiences are wonderful. And I have to uh, say thank you uh, to Mark Cuban, uh, Donnie Nelson, and the rest of the executives with the Mavericks organization. I, I, um, I got these great opportunities. Uh, some of them I wasn't prepared to do so. However, you know, I, I'm just lucky that they uh, they trust me with with the coaching side, scouting, and also the uh, TV side, uh, all in which I loved. Um, coaching, I think, runs through my veins. There's no question about it. I wish I was a better communicator. <laughs> I could have <laughs> been better on TV. Uh, scouting, to me, is, is a bit easier because um, – you know, you kind of make your own schedule. You go on the road. Uh, they give you a lot of freedom. However, it's a little tougher when it comes to uh, decision-making and 
and you know holding your ground and sometimes you can be stubborn with certain players and and obviously uh, Mark, Danny, um, Keith Grant and even uh, Rick Carlisle they they want your opinion and they want you to be strong about it they don't want you to be doubtful uh, so you can't change your mind at all uh, unless you have time to do so but uh, that's that's the toughest part about the job, the current job that I'm having right now as a scout. Uh, however, it's just a learning experience. Uh, we have great guys. Uh, obviously, Mark is, is Mark Ewan is one of them. He uh, he's been doing all these transactions, uh, so sort of he's a, another scout in in the staff. Uh, he's got the ultimately ultimately he's got the the last the last uh, shot, and he makes decisions, but. You know, Donnie's been an incredible mentor, and so is uh, Keith Grant. Uh, both of them uh, very different in personalities. However, they uh, they together combined. They're they're very strong, and they're definitely uh, they they want the team to 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 win championships and to do the best on and off the court. So therefore, they they hold all of us to a greater standard and. And I'm just happy to be uh, a part of a, a wonderful team of executives that are led by any, the best owner in the NBA. I mean, what can I say, Mark Cuban? I mean, as, as of late, what he did for Delonta West was an incredible. I thought about it too. I was, a, you know, I was I was actually out of town um, with my family, but when I saw the uh, Delonta West, I was like, you know, we all thought about it. We need to help him. We do this. But nobody took action except our wonderful owner, and that's what makes him unique, and that's what makes Mark Cuban uh, not only the best uh, owner in the NBA, but also an ex exceptional human being, and, and I'm just proud of being a part of his uh, organization. Yeah, this organization is really a family, man. I mean, talking about, like, a guy like Donnie and Mark, you know, Donnie's been here since even before Mark bought the team. And so these guys have all been around for so long. And obviously Rick Carlisle has been the coach for what, 12 or 13 years now. And Keith Grant has been a Mavs employee since day one. I mean, he was around still whenever you were playing. I mean, way, I mean, the, everything goes way back. Dirk was here for 21 years. Uh, you know, you spent many great years here and then came back after your playing days were over. It's just really one big family. And that's got to make, you know, being – being with the organization in any capacity just feels so much even more rewarding knowing that, you know, everybody's kind of in this thing together, you know? Absolutely. And, and you know, honestly, Bobby, I, I um, because of the business aspect of the NBA, my contract situation, I uh, had the opportunity to start my career in Dallas and start, um, you know, start from from when the city was, I mean, you know, with American Airlines is, I remember uh, when I got drafted, Mark, uh, three other rookies and myself, we went to that lot with American Airlines to set up the first stone of the foundation of, of our arena. Um, and then I remember that we grew up with the city, I grew up with the city. So, you know, honesty, the part of the business, I got traded multiple times, but I always felt that I was a maverick at heart. Uh, I represented, uh, you know, older institutions, franchises uh, throughout the NBA, but I, I did, deep, deep down in my heart, I was always a maverick, and I still feel that even though I left, I've been here for 20, 20 years as well, just like these other guys, and the reason is because of what you said. 
is a family, is family oriented, the, is a winning environment, is a family environment, including our fans. Our fans are the best fans. I mean, I, I, uh, when I came back from my second stint with the Mavericks in 2010, I missed the championship by that much. <laughs> but I remember giving, giving advice to a uh, Josh Howard. I said, hey, listen, you know, I came back and I was like, what's, what's wrong with Josh? He was unhappy. And he thought that, that uh, by migrating to a different team, he was going to do better, better things. And I, my advice was, hey, be careful what you're wishing because you think that it will be better on the other side, but it's not. And I did it based on my experience. I went from the Mavericks to the Golden State Warriors to the Denver Nuggets to the Brooklyn Nets, came back to the Mavericks, and I was all smiles. I was so happy. At the same time, I was um, very heartbroken when I got traded to Charlotte. But, you know, the reason that, that this um, franchise is the best is because our leader, Mark Cuban, makes it a family. And then it triggers down to a president. Uh, and now we got St. Marshall, which is, she is the best. She's awesome. Best, best president. And I, I experienced all this, this presidents and, and, uh, and the other side of, you know, Donnie's basketball operation, president of basketball operation, but you got Sid Marshall, somebody that has made a huge impact, a big difference on both sides. And I'm just, you know, it just reemphasized how good of a franchise we are in, 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 in the NBA and throughout the world. So I got to ask you, whenever you're scouting guys, especially younger guys, do you find yourself maybe feeling like a little bit of a sweet spot for guys who are willing to dive on the floor and take charges and do a lot of the dirty work that you were so famous for? I mean, it's got to be kind of like, I don't know, do you see yourself in some of these guys? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be sincere. I, um, I was one of those guys and. I was lacking talent. There's no question about it. I made up for my hard work, um, my discipline, and my ability to play um, the game the right way. I'm paying for it right now. <laughs> uh, I wish I would have more talent. I had my second back surgery because of diving on the floor and taking all the charges and, and taking all those hits. Uh, however, as a scout, you know, yes, we look for those type of players. <laughs> Myself, I don't know whether it's because I was one of those guys. I try to find the, the talented guys <laughs> that I can teach. Well, hey, it teach takes talent, how to, how it to, takes talent to take charges, man. It takes <laughs> guts, and guts is, a, guts is a talent. Absolutely. It is a talent. Uh, we, we forget about it. Uh, it. This goes back to my college coach, Kelvin Sampson. He actually said that, you know, hustle is a talent. And you either have it or you don't. So it's like your height, your speed, your athletic ability. Um, the, only, the only difference is that I think that you can develop the, the, that talent, that hustle. You can develop that. Uh, it takes a lot of hard work. And sometimes when you're like so talented, you, you refuse to do those intangibles. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a talent. And I, um, I, I, obviously what we're looking for is that, that um, um, athletic ability that is has the hustle talent 
with the basketball IQ, and then you have a superstar like Luka Doncic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So whenever you go from player and then coaching and then analyzing on TV and then now scouting, I mean, you've really done everything. You've kind of the full uh, sort of range of basketball professions. How much maybe better do you know the game now or how has it kind of changed the way that you sort of understand the game having been kind of in all these positions, seeing the game from every perspective, really? Well, I certainly see it as a uh, more of a business. Um, I used to be more of a uh, player type of guy where, you know, uh, you think that they have the disadvantage, but now I see it from the other side. And ultimately, it's a balance, right? And that's why I think that Mark is, is, is brilliant because not only is he one, an incredible businessman, but he also has a heart. And he's always looking for those guys that, that are, um, you know, that they have a resemblance with, with him and our environment. Uh, but yeah, it took me a while, you know, when I was, when I was coaching, I always thought that, you know, it's unfair, we, we don't get the talent, we don't get this. But then when I migrated towards scouting, now I see, okay, it is a business transaction. You have to make the best decision for the organization. And that's where I started kind of migrating to the other side. But it's, it's, it's unique, it's different. Uh, but again, I'm learning still uh, from Donnie. Donnie is the same way, just as Mark. That's why they, they've been together for such a long time because they, they understand uh, the business side, uh, the, the, the player side, and ultimately they, they understand the, uh, the fans and, and the entertainment. So they, they, they make the right decisions. And that's why we're back uh, in such a short time. I mean, when we... So Dirk Nowitzki coming to towards the end. The last two years he was struggling uh, physically. You, you know he wasn't as energetic. His effort was not there. You can tell that he was weighing down. So we all had questions. Oh my goodness, how is it gonna? How long is it gonna take us to bounce back? And you know we have a scenario like Philadelphia. It took him like seven years, and they were collecting talent and all centers and all centers. They had five, like, multiple executives, multiple coaches, um, and it took them a long time. I actually was talking to Mark and even Donnie. I said, you know, I'm so proud of what they, what they're, they're, of their job, what they've done with the organization, because it took literally two, three years to bounce back and to be a competitive team, and it's all because they are the best in the business, and, and they make the right decisions, and now – uh, everybody's happy. The fans are happy, of course. Uh, the coach is happy. President is happy. We all happy, and, and we're doing a great job in terms of competing for the playoffs, and, and hopefully, uh, we'll be competing uh, for a championship in the near future. And that takes me to my last question for you. We talked right at the beginning of the playoffs. I think maybe like right after Game One, we talked for a little video that we showed some fans who were virtual fans in the bubble. Um, and that was before the series. And now, obviously, you know, the series ended and the Mavs, unfortunately, came up short in six games. But still, I mean, watching the way that Luka played and, and KP was so dominant before he unfortunately got injured. You know, it feels like the groundwork is set, right? This year was about getting these guys experience. Well, they got experience now. You know, they got a little taste and they saw, you know, we were pretty close to, to making that a, a pretty competitive series before injuries and just some bad luck got the best of them. So how excited are you and how excited is kind of everybody in the organization after 
you know, what we saw, again, even though it ended kind of in, in heartbreaking fashion because you weren't able to win the championship, you know, the future is, it's so bright. Well, you know, we all, our job is to, to get to better ourselves every year and to perhaps explore any scenario, trade scenario, and all the players around the NBA and the rest of the world. Um, I'm probably the one that, <laughs> that has been pretty steady I really love the, uh, the team that we have right now. We have a great core. We competed in the first round. They thought that they were just going to sweep. The Clippers were going to sweep the Mavericks. Uh, you know, we, in our talk, is about how to get better in every position. We know that Luca is going to be here and, uh, for a long time, and so is KP. Uh, and I actually am I'm, I'm, I'm very... Um, intrigued about the experience that we had because yeah we can talk all we want about getting better however we have this group together for such a short time and we got an incredible uh death aside from luca and kp we got maxi which is valuable to our team team hardway coming from uh team hardway jr coming from his best year in the nba we got uh, Seth Curry coming in fire from the bench. We got a valuable piece in Finney Smith, a wing that is everybody's looking for those type of wings. Then you put a DeLon Ride that even though he didn't get the, enough minutes, but he was productive. Um, you know, we got great veteran leadership in J.J. Barrett that has won a championship and he's a mentor to the rest of them. Corning uh, was incredible. Then you throw in Bobby uh, Boban, I mean, he is an incredible asset too, just in terms of off on, on the, um, excuse me, in the locker room and off the court. I mean, he, this is a great group of guys that I, I uh, even though we talked about getting better, but I think that we just let him rise for a while because I think that now with experience, they will be even better next year. Uh, obviously, injury is a big part of the game, and, and as long as we stay healthy, we, we should be competing, and, and especially against a team like the Clippers. They thought they were going to have it easy with us, and, you know, our competitive spirit was there. Um, unfortunately, KP went down, but I think that we would have taken it to game seven, and you never know what happened. I, I thought we were going to upset them. I was all about upsetting the Clippers, and we were so close if it wasn't for the injury factor, we probably would have been uh, right there. And, you know, that tells you a lot about this team. The, the character of this team and the winning spirit is, is going to be there for the next years to come. Hope so, man. Hope so. Eddie, thank you for joining us on uh, Mavs Daily. We really appreciate you, man. Bobby, anytime, brother. Thank you guys for having me.